who I think, as always, has a little list. How are you? Yes. Good God, yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, shall, we, shall we start at the top of the list? If you do what you like. With, with, with my old mucker, Mr. Wang Guangyu, who, who used to be head of the Hong Kong and Macau Affairs, blah, 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 and he's now in charge of blah, blah, blah. Anyway, he's an important person in Beijing related he's to... He's big in Beijing. Big in Beijing. And and other and other places too. Yeah. Um, and he's um, he's 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 now joined the pronouncements about um, further ways to stop uh, people standing for for election to the legislative council. So he's now taken up enthusiastically, and <laughs> whoever doubted that would happen, um, the suggestion of Tam Chung, who said, you know, anybody who's denounced um, the one party dictatorship shouldn't be qualified yes to he did say that word he did say those words shouldn't be qualified to stand as a legislative member what i like about mr one mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, sorry comrade one is um he says well of course um there isn't a one-party dictatorship yeah, but no but, but yeah but. <laughs> but but we know what they're talking about so i'm thinking boys boys get your story straight because you know if you um if you really do seriously honestly and heart to heart believe that one-party dictatorships are um you know are as they are yeah um you know even even mr wang gong ya has to has to admit that uh there's a problem there, isn't there? A bit. The devil's bit. in the detail. The devil's in the detail. <laughs> so reread your script. I mean, meanwhile, you've got the, the Education Bureau going, oh, well, let's revise all the textbooks because there's some um, ambiguities in our understanding of history. I don't remember when, any of my textbooks. Do you remember yours? Yeah. Who cares? They could have said Snow White was a ninja. I mean, <laughs> I thought mine did, actually. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, you know, I mean, it's all of a piece. It really is all of a piece. But, but... Everything that happens progresses in a rather sort of southerly direction, which is, sorry, I mean a northerly direction in Hong Kong's case, um, which is very, very discouraging. I mean, you know, the way they get agitated about whether Hong Kong was, was handed back to China or whether it ever left China. I mean, come on, children, you know, relax. Relax. It's funny, isn't it? The, because the, the, it, the, the, the event happened in 1997. Sovereignty over Hong Kong quite clearly did not exist in China's hands. Otherwise, there wouldn't have been a handover. I mean, it's, sorry, have I missed something sovereignty here? Sovereignty the right word there. That's what I've been meaning to ask it anybody. Is, it is yeah. the right word because sovereignty denotes the legal status. And the legal status which had to have been accepted by China, otherwise they wouldn't have negotiated. And what was there to negotiate if, if there hadn't been um, treaties to be looked at, yeah. if there hadn't been um, a status quo that was quite clearly other than that which was desirable to the People's Republic of China? That's why you have negotiations to change things. Isn't this, isn't this all a bit of a storm in a teacup? Because your average child in Hong Kong has easy access to Mr G. Oogle, I know, Mr. G. Oogle's a, a funny fellow, and he, he throws up all sorts of information. I mean, that, that, that is obviously true. I think what is worrying about this is, is the way, though, that there is this relentless squeezing out of oppositionists, you know, there are now new conditions for who can stand for ledge coming. They haven't been introduced. I need to state that as a, as a piece of emphasis. But, you know, the, the, the whole mood is, you know, get children to think more carefully in our way. Get yeah, but, yeah, people, children. Yes. Bingo. You've hit it on the head. Yeah, children. Well, you know, they small, really give a... Well, I always, <laughs> I always remember 
the great you know Jesuit slogan give me a give me a child at the age of nine is it is some very young age and I've got him for life in well, in the sense that yeah. you know you can mould their minds. But, but there's an assumption age. with this one that the textbook the textbook you wouldn't. The textbook is, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, it's all because they'll read it in this book. And no, 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 no. no, no, no I no. mean, I, 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 and, and it is true with, with, with the growth of social media, the growth of the Internet. Obviously, the alternative sources of information are infinitely greater. I mean, when I was at school, there was still slate, you know. We ought to introduce... We, we, we it, used yeah. to scribble on slate, uh, slate, slate, rocks. rocks uh, <laughs> I, think, so. I think the thing here is you have to introduce a lot of young people to books in the first place. That so would be don't a, worry about that, this. That, that would be Somebody's a, wasting their money having these be, things, you know. Well, I'm, I'm, I wish I was quite that sanguine about it. I, I do think it is part of a trend of, of, of which is called pressure from the north. And... You know, I mean... It's very much a monkeys and typewriters approach, though, isn't it? Hence, it is, but, do but, but, we but, worry I mean, about but it? But it is staggering to... And, you know, they have had... I, heard, I hate to use this dreaded word, but they have had surveys conducted in the mainland. And it is actually staggering how effective, despite the fact that, that even with limited access, the internet does exist on the mainland, um, students in, in China seem to be amazingly unaware of quite basic and ordinary things that go on in the rest of the world because they have grown up in an environment which has such a controlled and pointed um, direction of information. Yeah. So, you know, if they introduce that here, it will not be a good thing. I, th I, think, I think the question here is <coughs> how much do we big this up? Because, once again, look back at our listeners. When you, you, know, when you were kids, you didn't have a clue. I, none of us. Steve probably did because he came from a big political family. Yeah. But I didn't have a clue what day it was, much less who Margaret Thatcher was and what her policies were and all that stuff. No, it's true. I mean, most people blissfully go through their lives and politics passes them by. The point is that when you, when you live in a dictatorship and when you live adjacent to a dictatorship, sure. politics is everything. Sure, sure. You know, politics dictates who goes to college, who doesn't go to college. Politics dictates what job you get, what job you lose. Politics di dictates what you're allowed to read. So, you know, in, in, in open societies, it really is less important. You know, you, you go along to an interview for, say, a university place and... Um, I don't believe when I went to university anybody asked me what party my father belonged to. That would be a question you'd be asked if you wanted to get into a mainland university. And incidentally, there's only one answer that's acceptable to Absolutely. that. Absolutely, the green. Greens. <laughs> yeah. let's, let's go to an email here from Dave. He said, um, it's come to my bright thinking that moving forward with our technology hubs, we'll be moving away from reading books and we'll be using e-books and videos in schools. Will these be politically correct? And if the government should ban paper, we won't have any books. But can the youth of today read? Uh, they certainly can't write paragraphs. They text in sentences. So he's, he and well, I are basically he, on the same said, thing. But, but I, I think that's an undue emphasis on well, form. Slight tongue in no, 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 I know, well. but I think it's, a, it, it's an undue emphasis on form rather than content. The fact is that, that, that you know, whichever way it's presented, that the crucial thing is whether it's on a printed sheet or with it contained within an e-book, the crucial thing is what does it actually say? And, you know, that's, that's what agitates me. Instead, yeah. what is an e-book? <laughs> well, there is that. I mean, you're the other way around. Yeah. But, but, I mean, I, I think to, to give this a sensible question for you, should really people be too worried about this stuff if these people want to jump up and down in their propaganda offices and write this? Then so what? Publish well, and be damned. Well, I, I, I used to sort of take that 
point of view. I don't any longer because there's too much of it. You know, it's one thing after another. Somebody pops up one day in Beijing and says, oh, we've got to stop so-and-so uh, uh, being uh, qualified to run for LegCo because, you know, they, they don't accept one-party rule. The next day, it, solid, it becomes solidly part of a, a process to, to introduce a rule to that effect. One day in schools, um, there's a big row, as there has been in Hong Kong, do you remember, about whether, whether the, the, the PRC flag, sh at what level higher it should be raised than the Hong Kong SAR flag. This I is mean, what these, remind me of this. Th these are things that, that, that keep me up at night, you know. Uh, um, well, apparently there is a, there is a rule somewhere that, that, first of all, the PRC flag can never be lower than the Hong Kong SAR flag. Yeah. But then there's a question of how much higher should it be? I mean, you know, I'm going to consult experts because I'm not one. Yeah. But, you know, but it's a kind of relentless thing. And it's relentlessly um, denigrating Hong <laughs> Kong. So now you're not allowed to talk about Hong Kong as, as a region. Funnily enough, it is called the Special Administrative Region. You have to call it the city because that but makes even though it, it says sound, region in the title. On the even, tin. even though it's what it says in the tin, you know, there's some <laughs> ghastly little newspaper that, that, that runs Hong Kong affairs as being the city. It's not a city. But it's it's not a special administrative region. I suppose, well, if you want to. Well, yes, we're it, talking. This is what we're on about, isn't it? Yeah. That word versus this word. I mean, it's all it's all down to denigrating Hong Kong. Hong Kong has to be put in its place. Hong Kong people should shut up and tremble and obey. I mean, this is the the theme, and it but sort of gets it expressed. Well, where is it heading? How long will it last? I don't know. I don't have that uh, crystal ball. All I do know is it's, it's the direction of travel is not the right one. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, there's, there's been lots of articles floating around in international press, and, of course, <laughs> people overseas shouldn't interfere, but they are starting to say that China's becoming as totalitarian as it's ever been very, very recently. And, and I mean, you know, Hong Kong can can talk the big talk about how it's the great international centre, but you now do see people are increasingly people, by which I mean companies, are voting with their feet. Yeah. The number of, of companies, I mean substantial companies, not funny little listings you get from Invest Hong Kong, I mean real companies. Now, with who, a door. Well, stuff. I mean, you know, with a door and with people being employed here, who base their people here and they're going, well, I can't really see what's the point of sending everyone to Hong Kong when it's becoming increasingly like the mainland. Let's just cut out the middleman and go straight to the beast. So, you know, all of this is happening, and it's happening not at great speed, but but uh, uh, in, in slow motion. Yeah. And people keep saying, well, you know, it's all right, and I'm sure it'll be all right. Well, it doesn't seem to work out that way. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Take it back to the books thing was handled in detail on Backchat this morning, but I figured you'd want to crack at this one. I mean, you're asking these questions about civics and all this sort of stuff, yeah. and your average nine-year-old, the biggest question is, can I have a wee-wee? Yes, Do you know the what average I mean? nine-year-old... But, but, I mean, what, what, what they're hoping to do, and it's very insidious, is say, just, just focus on the main picture, yes. which is shut up <laughs> and obey. That's the big thing. And, and now, once you've learnt that, you can indeed go and have a wee-wee. They're, they're, they're not <laughs> <Jeez>. really... <laughs> Thank you, class. Um, 
they're not interested in the minutiae of what happened during the, 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 the Yunnan years of the early period of the Communist Party. They're not particularly interested in the founding Congress of the uh, Chinese Communist Party in Shanghai, not least because it was all organised by Russians and we're not supposed to mention that, so I didn't. You know, no. They're not interested in all of that. What they want is the big picture, which is you are part of the nation. Can you, for Christ's sake... Stop jabbering about one country, two systems, about Hong Kong's, you know, Greater promised Bay. degree of Greater autonomy. Bay. Greater Bay. Greater Bay is a fabulous concept. And then there's something about belts and roads. I don't know what that's all about, but we hear a lot about that. I have got something cool to read to you. Have you? That was sent to me yesterday. Let me see if I can find it here. By a friend who works in a university in China, right? Right. And he said... We just had this sent round today. Thousands of years ago, China envisaged a world where... This is an email to staff. Mm. Uh, envisaged a world where people live in perfect harmony and are as dear to one another as family. Today, President Xi Jinping has proposed a new name for the old dream, a community of common destiny. And some Chinese characters there, which I don't get. Uh, the concept of a community of common destiny transcends all sorts of differences in, in human society and targets greatest possible benefits for all the people on the earth. The Belt and Road Initiative is a concrete strategy to realise this great dream. This was sent around to staff at a uni. That show can be coming here any day but now. what are you trying to say? Well, I know exactly what they're trying to say. But, you know, I mean, this is, this is the idiocy of dictatorships, is they, they, they have people who are employed yeah. to, to push out this sort of stuff, because you can never be wrong being a 101 percenter, being more politically correct than the bloke in the chair next it's to just, you. It's not even the politics that bothers me, it's the Edwardian English. Well, the Edwardian English, plus, you know, it is all about... Most of the people who are involved in these, these stupid little things are tiny, horrible little careerists who, 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 you know, go to the bosses and they go, see, I'm more patriotic than Mr Wong down the road there. Give me a better job. You know, you know, you know, once again, in The Death of Stalin, we talked about that. Everybody I've met who's seen that movie loves it. Yes. One of the telling things, see it, watch The Death of Stalin. It's, it's, it's funny, it but it's not for the film. faint of heart. Yeah. But the bit where something's going on in the foreground, you see somebody putting a gun to a soldier's head, bang, in the background, the soldier falls on the floor because yes. he's that bloke's soldier and that bloke's now out. Now yeah. out. Yeah. They're yeah. going down like flies. Yes. Great I film. I mean, what, 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 and apparently we've made progress since then. <laughs> It's nearly time for the news, but Dave read my mind, and I hope this Did works because I haven't tested it. Dave said, can you please play for me Hole in the Ground by Bernard Cribbins? Dave, I swear I was going to play it anyway. Sorry, I'll tell you what, Steve, Dave got me thinking there with his email saying play Bernie Cribbins. I wonder if we could think of other songs that government departments would have as their, their anthems. I mean, perhaps the drainage services guys might do something... Like, like, there's like a this. hole in the bucket, dear Liza, a hole. Then fix it, dear Georgie. You get the picture. <laughs> I do, yes. Yes. And then there's the, 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 the one that goes throughout the civil service, which is not now. Not now. <laughs> <laughs> a whole album. Yes, a whole album. Of and it's civil... called Let's Join Hands. Yes, bureaucrats' <laughs> favourites. Yes. Let's Join Hands. Yes. But, but, but as, we, as we are studying the works of Dr Cribbin, who, who's a very fine and authoritative fellow on most subjects, um, let, let us recall that, that this business with the roadworks, uh, we were talking about it very, very briefly before the break, yeah. um, emanates from the latest um, report of the Audit Commission, a fine body, incidentally, um, which discovered that 
the number of these holes in the road is growing exponentially. So we had uh, apparently 727 of these roadworks causing great aggravation to your average person using the roads. And there's, they have the audacity to have a picture of that bloke with his hands on his head yes. going, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> you so know there what I'm we saying? Go. There was two thousand. <laughs> sorry, there was, in 2010, there were 727 of these. By 2016, it almost doubled yeah. to 1,293. But that, you might say, is kind of... Um, Oh, sorry, I've got the figure wrong. These are extensions. So, I know, I know, so that's what, the important yeah, bit. <laughs> sorry, that's the important bit. As usual, I've left out the important bit. So what, what you have is they, they say uh, the road will be closed for essential maintenance from July 1st through to September 1st, and then they get all these extensions, you know, but why? September 1st. That's the elephant in the well, room. Well, I think there's, the, there is one good reason and one not good reason. The good reason, is, no, <laughs> the good reason is there is a very big labour shortage because everybody has to work on the bridge to nowhere and so people who dig holes in the road are in short supply All right. and because of hong kong's rather interesting ways of dealing with imported labor there is actually nobody to dig these holes in the road that is one good reason the other good reason is these um projects are not of course conducted by the uh, the bureaucrats who who order them yeah but they're contracted out to private contractors and and the bureaucrats are forever changing their minds they go now when i said dig a hole you know 32 meters um wide and whatsoever uh, long what i meant was 32.5 i don't see the point yeah, start again go back and do it again so there's <laughs> lots of that goes on the lot of the jobs were flapping around with their little you know clipboards going oh i don't know about oh, God. so that extends the process then of course you know there's no real incentive to do it on time because if you don't so what you know you just fill in the paperwork because the paperwork is what counts the fact that people can't get from one side of the road to the other honestly that's such a minimal consideration and shame on you for even thinking about it would you like some fan mail <laughs> <laughs> So I've got to say hello to Drake. He says, I love the Jesuit quote. quote. Uh, ha, 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 he says. He says, kind reminder, Washington is in the west of the US, New York City is in the east of the US. If you don't specify, they would end up in the Pacific and the Atlantic. Shanghai is in the east of China, says Drake. Heilongjiang is in the northeast of China. OK, Hong Kong is in the south of China, question mark, separatism and more. Ha, 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 ha. Etc. Yes. yes. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. But he loves your attention. Thank you. Quote. But let me say, um, he, he, that, that, that's what we call a segue. You yeah. ever heard one of them? Zroom. It's a bike. Okay. Um, so we can segue from that onto another aspect. And this does, in fact, concern regions of China of the Audit Commission's report. Because it says now, you know, they, they've managed, I don't know who they are, but anyway, the government have yeah. managed to be spending something like $128 million, this was between, uh, in the last financial year, yeah. on so-called um, sponsored... Sp no, sponsored <laughs> trips. Okay. Oh, that, and, yeah. and, 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 you know, information-gathering trips for youth. Now, that's up 398%, sorry, 389% from um, five years ago. And... What are these trips? They're, they're, they're all kind of, you know, go to this bit of China, take a youth to that bit of China. And there's one particularly um, absurd one that they found. It was a trip to Hunan. Apparently something like 20 people originally um, signed up for it. It got 
um, sponsored $40,000 of our hard-earned taxpayers' money. In the end, only one person went. And had a wicked time. Had a wicked time. (laughs) Those bars in Hunan, I tell you, they were full. Um, But, you know, but because it's run by bureaucrats, they didn't go, oh, there's only one person going, is it worth happening? They went, no, 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 we'll carry on with that trip. Because it it says so. Because it says so on on the ticket. And, of course, it's a trip to the motherland. So you cannot admit that there's been no enthusiastic take-up. Fair enough. And, you know, of course, with One Belt, One Road, there will be many more of these um, fact-finding missions by youth. A fiver says that one just quietly fizzles away. (laughs) I think it will. But, I mean, again, this comes from the Audit Commission's report, just sort of pointing out, if you're going to flash around something like $128 million of taxpayers' money, could you perhaps have a purpose? I mean, it's funny... $128 $128 million, which actually is quite a few folding notes. Yeah. When you think of the squillions that are poured into these infrastructure projects, you go, well, what's all the fuss about $128 million? First of all, it's a fuss about a state of mind that other folks' money, you can spend it like water. And secondly, it's we've got used to <coughs> abuse of public funds to such an extent that, you know, unless there's a billion on the figure, people go, well, that's not very impressive. I'm not, I'm not you know... <laughs> I'm not wholly carried away by that. Wholly, get it? Wholly. So there you go. Uh, mind you, mind you, all eyes now, because we're, we're, this is another segue. It goes from youth going to China to youth in Hong Kong. So the Youth Commission had its first meeting. Oh, yeah. It's a very big, significant event. <laughs> Apparently, they had a useful exchange of views. And they joined hands. They joined hands. And apparently, and I read the reports in full, they were very illuminating. There was a useful exchange of views and people were listening carefully. Wasn't that good? What did they discuss? And then the event actually happened. Yeah, well, I was going to say, what did they actually discuss? Oh, we're not allowed to know that. I'm thinking, hang about, this is a public body. It's supposed to be telling us how youth are going to be, you know, stepping forward into the great world. Yeah. Why is that confidential? <laughs> I, I mean, you know, give me a break. Anyway, the Youth Commission, or the Expanded Youth Commission, which actually has young people on it for the first time, I mean, other than the sons of tycoons, who, of course, uh, <laughs> if you're a tycoon son, and remember, it has to be the son, um, you, you, you are all, almost automatically a member of government bodies, but, you know, they've actually got some of the great unwashed. Apparently, they're, they're, there's one person on it who, who isn't even connected to a large business. I don't know how, how he or she slipped through. Somebody's the, got to make the tea. Someone's got to make the tea. And someone's got to be patronised. So they're all sitting there going, oh, that's really interesting. Hello, are you a plebeian? Yes, yes, yes. And what do you think about this? Well, that's very interesting. Now, can we get on to the important matter? Could you just go out and make the tea? Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, that one came and went. That one did come and went. But there's another big consultation on. that. This is this is going to be the one, um, according to Carrie Lamb, this is, this is going to be the really, the big debate big debate on land mm. and they, they've 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 issued a 76 page consultation document which says land for hong kong our home our say Hurrah! And, and after our say there's an exclamation mark oh, it's a question you know, mark no no it's an exclamation <laughs> mark and my, my view is when government when government documents have exclamation marks on them it says it all it's the great giveaway of what isn't going to happen so already in this 76 page document and remember this is the consultation about how we find new land to build all these houses what needs building 
not houses, apartments, homes, whatever you want to call them. And already you can see the bureaucrats at work. So they say, we've got all these ideas, but you know, that's got problems, that's got problems. Oh, that's very difficult. Uh, let me point out to you that, that what's the answer? Whatever the tycoons who own the property sites say it is. Duh. That would be the answer. Can I have a But gem? anyway, but it is the big debate of Hong Kong. I mean, you, I love members of like the great the unwashed. The entire people the of enti- a continent. I can guarantee you that the entire people of a continent are angry with Hong Kong. Or the entire people of a country are angry with Hong Kong. That's the, the kind of, you know... The, the city, apparently, their, their as we've got to now feeling, call it. Hey, can I have a journalism lesson here? When do you use an exclamation mark in copy? Never. Because it's a bit... Well, Never, is my it's answer. It's a bit Barclays Bank, isn't it? it? Let's well, be perfectly it, honest. It, 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 it's, you know, I know you played ABBA early on today. It's a bit ABBA in my view. Is there anywhere you would use one? The only, the only place I would, I would use it was under the headline, Good Idea from Hong Kong Government. Boom. <laughs> All right, then, time for one more. Well, let's very, very quickly, and without even blinking... <laughs> Well, uh, we will blink. I, I'm very interested in in what's going on in in Legco, as, as all right thinking people are. So well, you've got this the entire feelings, the of, entire of a, of a SAR, whole nation. the entire SAR. Well, you and is, I are. Yeah, yeah. So you've got this. This. I'm sorry. I think he's an idiot. Ted Hoy from the Democratic Party, who snatched a telephone from some Jobsworth. Really, wasn't it? Yeah, that was a bit stupid. I think it was a bit stupid. Snatched a phone from some Jobsworth standing outside the doors of Legco. She was recording who was going in and who was going out. He said, "Oh, that might have constituted a um, breach of the privacy audience ordinance." Well, yeah, all right, maybe. I don't know. But, you know, after that, you get the Secretary for Security describing this as a barbaric act. A barbaric no, act. No, impaling people is a barbaric yes, act. I, I, Nicking somebody's dog on I'm bone. I'm thinking, you know, the man, the man has done something intensely stupid. Let's yes. not... Let's not even have a debate about that. Yeah. Ted Hoy, you're an idiot. You're a plonker. You should never have done that. <laughs> let's, let's get over that. But, I mean, a barbaric act, please. I mean, these are the people who, who all lined up in LegCo, the usual suspects to talk about barbarism, who said when Junius Ho suggested murdering members of the opposition, said, well, that's all right. We can't see anything wrong with that. 